all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello! <laughs> Take two. <laughs> I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Now I have to do this again. Uh, follow, follow us. us on Insta, X, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Threads, and Blue Sky at All Bad Things Pod. Email us, allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group, our Discord, and our subreddit. Do all of those things. I did better on take two. Yeah. <laughs> we had audio issues just for that little bit. Um, and you were saying <laughs> in the discussion no one heard yes. <laughs> that you have your own Discord now. Yes, I put one out for my uh, uh, for Starfield for the Xbox. That's right, because what did you get for Christmas? I, somebody, Santa, <laughs> brought me an Xbox. No, I refuse to let no, Santa I'm, I'm take kidding. credit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how parents let <laughs> be like, no, kid, this was from me. Well, they'll realize that later in life, I think is what they're, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I realize now, like, you know, some odd years later that when I was six and got that bike, it wasn't Santa that put it together. <laughs> it took you till now? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. It's yesterday. <laughs> I had to give it another Christmas to let it sink in. Gotcha. Finally put two and two together. <laughs> yes. Well, just to let the, you know, the five stages of grief. <laughs> had to get through it. Oh, uh, this is our first recording of the new year. Not yes, our first episode. But Correct. first recording. So, and... We are, okay. So anytime I say... We are okay. No. (laughs) So anytime I discuss my plans, they change inevitably. But I'll discuss them anyway. My plan is to alternate between my scripts and listener scripts for a bit. I need to get through school, (laughs) which is starting back up this week. And this is the last semester. Then I will be... A, a uh, speaking of jack of all trades, master of none, I'll have a master's degree for no good reason, but I'll have it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the listener scripts are going to be very handy and starting today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the case. Um, so that all to say, if you feel like writing a listener script, we've got we've got a nice little cache of them. Yes. I will never turn down an edition. No. <laughs> never, ever, ever. So please feel free if you're working on a listener script or would like to, go for it. Connect for. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't remember that ad, but go I remember the game. Go for it. Connect uh, for. I don't remember that ad. No. Really? Uh-uh. <laughs> go for it. I win. Connect for. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you were, the, you were the master of remembering commercials from back in the day. <laughs> I, I watched so much TV, so much commercial television as a child. Like that. Uh, see, homeschooling is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been homeschooled now. <laughs> Less commercials but you, now. But you also had the internet growing up, so. Yes, yes, so largely. That, that, that mm-hmm. helps your uh, homeschooling quite a bit. Yeah, I, I first got regular internet access when I stopped school, so it was good timing. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think there's a case to be made for that almost. Like, if certain kids, like, hey, as long as you're going to, like, internet school, <laughs> you know, turning in, well. like, a paper here and there. <laughs> The accuracy of the things I know is highly questionable. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's You could describe that as, like, anybody on Earth right now, because there's been so much information since the sure. information age. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people can literally choose to believe what they want. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So. Yeah. So, I, uh, interestingly, we're doing a Nicole script, which okay. I had picked out a couple weeks ago. And failed to mention to Nicole when I talked to her for hours the other day. <laughs> we got to do a Zoom hang, which was super fun. BTW. <laughs> yeah, and I completely, I, I wasn't, I didn't say at any point, like, oh, tomorrow we're recording such and such script of yours, you know. Um, no, completely forgot. So, sorry, Nicole. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, super fun. Two chats. Yes. Um, so, yes, from to our... Favorite Michigander. Yes. Indeed. Michigan-y. No, it's <laughs> yeah, Michigander. I know, I, I know that one. It, that's, that's from a movie now. I can't remember what Michigan movie. Michigan-D is? Yes. Gross Point Blank? Might be from that movie. That's the only Michigan movie I, I can think of off something the top like of my that. head. Uh, anyway, I remember it being like as a, uh, a put-down, which, I was, I, was which I was not trying to do. No, of course trying not. Trying to be like, this is the other term I've heard. Okay. It's like when I moved to Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. and people would say, oh, 315-er. Mm. I didn't realize, like, the rest of the state of New York, like, thought the, that us in the 315 area uh-huh. code were a bunch of hicks until I lived really? somewhere else in the state. <laughs> what? Uh, is is that just, like, the, quote, upstate area yeah. code? Yep. Does it cover, like, a huge swath of New York? Really? Yeah. I'm like, not used to that. Like, all the way from, like, pretty much, like, Alexandria Bay, where we've been, the mm-hmm. Thousand Islands area, all the way to Messina is that same area code. Really? So it's, it's, a, it's a big area. Yeah. For one, a, yeah. for one area. When you don't have a huge population, you can do that. Yeah. See, I'm used to, in Miami... We, Having several area codes. We were... Well, we were 305, mm. and then when they started... Like, when I was mid-teens or something, they started giving out 786s. That was yeah. the new area code, and now it's like 50-50, because they were just running out of numbers. Yeah, Rochester and Buffalo used to be the same. They both used to be 716, and when mm. I lived there, it changed to... Rochester changed to 585. Because uh, because people were getting cell phones, fax machines. Yep, just there adding were just more lines. numbers available, and they mm-hmm. literally like some areas ran out of numbers. Yeah, They're like so we need a new area code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't not around here. They ha- it hasn't gotten too bad. Mm-hmm. There are nine one zeros, but those are for slightly outlying areas. Yes, like the Fayettevilles and what? <laughs> like nobody, nobody cares. Like nobody in thirty five <laughs> is even picking up on any of this. Story. Everyone's like, skip fifteen. <laughs> nope, still talking. Skip fifteen. Nope, they're still on about they're, area they're codes. Like, they're like, I have a phone in my pocket, and I just call somebody, and it it calls it. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> Did you know that until a few years ago, social security numbers were geographic? Oh, I didn't. Yep. So, because I noticed. Well, I won't say how I notice, but I'm in a business where you see people's social security numbers. And you notice they pattern. Yes, everyone, it started with a two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this geographic? We're in the South. Is this, you know, like a geographic thing? I looked it up. Sure enough, back in the day, which it was really until, like I said, just like a few-ish years ago, they assigned social security numbers based on geography. And then they got smart and were like, no, this should be randomized so that you can't tell information from somebody 
from their social security number. And that's when I learned mine is a Minnesota number. Oh. Even though I was born in Miami. Jip. It's weird. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> now we should probably move on to the disaster. So yes, this is... Um, I'm going to guess because this is okay. a Nicole script. It is a Nicole script. That it involves water. Yeah, you could. Good guess, and you're right. I'm going to be broad. <laughs> um, uh, a more, like, guaranteed one would be that it uh, takes place around the Great Lakes. Yes. Which would well, also be that, I was going to go for that, too, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, every every great pitcher's got a curveball. Ah, you there know? you go. <laughs> so. So. That, that's why I wanted to be, it's just, just about water. <laughs> okay, just water in water general. Water in general. It's involved. <laughs> So, yes, this is by Nicole, and uh, Nicole will mention somebody else who suggested this topic, but also to note, uh, Kaylin also had suggested this at one point. Oh, so. okay. okay. Um, I love that, that might have been to us. I was going to say, I love that somebody did a suggestion for us, and then one of our listeners did it instead. That happened, too. <laughs> Let me read this, this uh, preface by Nicole. So... This script is a bit odd since it's both a listener script and a different listener suggestion. Uh, Diane in the Facebook discussion group posted a TikTok about this wreck and I need to follow Diane on TikTok. And I realized that was me. And I realized that was Nicole that I'd actually written a script about it. Now it wasn't originally a script for all bad things. I started listening to this podcast in 2019. Oh my God. Jeez. So long. 2019 was five years ago now. And it was two years into the podcast. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. And submitted my first listener script, The Sinking of the Princess, I believe it's Sophia, if I remember correctly, in April of 2020. This was, of course, during quarantine. Between the end of March 2020 and that July, I was only working two days per month due to COVID. I enjoyed the research that went into the script, and it was nice to have something to work on, and I started toying with the idea of my own podcast. We, we recommend that for anyone who wants to Absolutely. try it. Do it, it and let us know mm-hmm. so we can plug it for you. Um, or just send us a script. We're gonna do. do that instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Princess Sophia sank off the coast of Alaska. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Water would have been broader than than uh, Great <laughs> yeah, Lakes. You're yeah. right. You're right. But there are nearly six thousand shipwrecks on the Great Lakes. I know it's it's wild. That's what I was. I've always said like you could do a podcast strictly on Great Lakes shipwrecks mm-hmm. and have six thousand episodes. I think that's what Nicole <laughs> is getting to. Although, real quick aside, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Nicole said that there is a shipwreck, and I think she said Lake Superior, apologies if that was wrong, Nicole, um, that has been discovered, right? It's not like a new, but people keep thinking they're discovering it, like a... Oh, a, I see. So, um, yeah. the... Well, because, head, of, because of new, like, scanning technology, people are like, oh, right. have you guys seen this? And they're mm-hmm. like, yes, we did. And also, <laughs> it, I didn't realize it was Michigan, I knew it was the Midwest, but Jimmy Hoffa is thought to be somewhere in Michigan. Yeah. So she said in the, um, on the newspaper, uh, and I forget what she said. She's like the headline, it, it, you know, the newspaper could be folded and it would say, um, 
resident finds or, or so-and-so finds. And then the other side of it would be like either Jimmy Hoffa's <laughs> burial site <laughs> or thinks they've found, thinks they've discovered, you know, either Jimmy Hoffa's burial site or this shipwreck. <laughs> she said every couple years they just like dig up somebody's farmland thinking Jimmy Hoffa's there. How awesome would it be if you found both? Like Jimmy Hoffa just In happened to die on a shipwreck. <laughs> Because he was trying to get the fuck out of Dodge or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like now That'd it makes now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We've been looking in the wrong place this whole time. Didn't they? I don't think they dug up, but they like um, ground radared a football field on MythBusters to see if Jimmy yeah, Hoffa was there. Yeah, well, it was the old Meadowlands. The oh, old, in Jersey. Oh, yes, okay. The, the old the old stadium. Gotcha. There was the there was the myth that he was buried underneath right. it <laughs> when they were building it. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently not. Even the Simpsons made a joke on that, which yeah. was pretty funny. Um. So anyway, uh, so Nicole said, and my idea was to do a podcast of strictly Great Lakes shipwrecks. So exactly what yeah. he said. Yeah. She she's had that idea for years. Finally, <laughs> she could still have it. There's oh sure five thousand we haven't covered. <laughs> um, like 5,995 5, or something, yeah. Funnily enough, in a previous All Bad Things episode from, I believe, 2022, David made an offhand comment on how someone could do a great, great late <laughs> shipwreck podcast and never run out of material, and I'd laugh since a couple years earlier I've been trying to do exactly that. This is just proof we literally say uh, the same things over and yes. over again, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're gonna... We're like the old grandparents who are just like... So I said. (laughs) So I says. And then he says. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Nicole. She probably, during that whole diatribe, she was probably like, oh God, they haven't even read it. They're saying everything I'm about to say anyway. That podcast never came to fruition. I would pause it. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Exactly. Though I wrote about 10 episodes, intending them to all be about 20 minutes in length. Depression is a bitch, and it destroys my ability to follow through on things. That's really hard. And anxiety is also a bitch that convinces me that everyone is always disappointed in me. And the idea of starting a podcast and then not keeping up with it sounded like it wouldn't be good for my mental health. So it never happened. Mm. It's it's also really intimidating to put something out there for public it consumption. Is. It yeah. is. It really is. And one star reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is also well documented that I despise the sound of my voice. Can confirm having actually heard Nicole. She has a great voice. I understand, fully understand not liking your own voice. That's super common, right? Because it sounds a lot different in your head than it does in Exactly. It sounds different at first, but Mm -hmm. you get used to it after after a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then get more comfortable with, well, that that is what I sound like. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you get get used to your alternate voice, kind of, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But once this was mentioned on Facebook, I thought, hey, I can rework this script from a strict, strictly scripted single host format to one that suits Rachel and David's casual conversation format. I like that. That's what we'll call ourselves. Casual, casual. Con- conversation or format. Conversation cash. <laughs> We're going to start a whole new genre. Conversation cash. <laughs> Make it a bit longer and it might work. And then at least the research I did could be used for something. So I found the hard drive it was on, cleaned it up a bit, and here it is. I apologize. Yeah, I know. That's That's... awesome, huh? (laughs) I apologize if it's a bit awkward to read and if it sounds like it was originally meant for another podcast because, well, it was. 
I never. I think everyone should write the way they want to write. However you mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to there's write no, in our there, voice. There's or no proper format. Right. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And we've we've had some creative different ways. And of we've also had presented. like some people who are obviously in school. <laughs> and like this is how you write a paper. Or people with actual degrees <laughs> in this. Nicole has a degree in history. You can yeah. tell. You can tell I do not. <laughs> like it's you can tell my degrees are in accounting <laughs> because it has nothing to do with any of this. It doesn't have anything to do with history except for your financial history. And you don't take accounting history. There in you school. go. No, you don't. And awkward cut for <laughs> too much personal information divulged yes. there. But anyway. Um, all right. So this is the story of the sinking. That's a water. Of the SS Matafa. That's M-A-T-A-A-F-A. For okay. reference. My sources include, include Penn State University, the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum, wrecksite.eu, NorthShoreVisitor.com, Wikipedia, The Mariner's Weather Log, TheWeatherNetwork.com, LakeSuperior.com, and the book Great Lakes Shipwrecks and Survivals by William Radigan. Quote, it's a real big lake. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) This was the caption that a friend of mine gave to a photo of Lake Superior she took while visiting me a couple years ago. She came up from Kentucky because she'd heard about Lake Superior on TikTok. <laughs> Became fascinated. Isn't that always the way? Sure. Became fascinated with the Edmund Fitzgerald. I think that's everybody's gateway. I mean, gateway it's, it's, it's certainly one of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's, the, I would argue it's the most famous. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you get songs written about you. Yeah. <laughs> if Gordon Lightfoot's writing a song about you, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, and decided she wanted to come see what we call the Big Lake herself. We drove the five hours from my house to the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum, and upon walking out to the beach, I said, so this is Whitefish Bay. She looked at me and said, this is a bay? You could have said, this is Lake Superior. (laughs) And I'd have said, god damn, that's a big lake. But this is a bay? (laughs) That'd be hilarious to be like, oh, okay, here's Lake Superior. No, this is the bay of Lake Superior. It's just a little inlet. That's That's all it is. Later that day while driving west, she fell asleep in the car and asked upon waking, what lake is this? Superior, I replied, to which the response was, still? (laughs) When I got to our destination, I woke her up and she asked again, what lake is this? Superior, (laughs) still? (laughs) A couple hours later, in the car again, she asked what lake we could see out the window and I said, let me save you some time. It's going to be Lake Superior all day. Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> What's that? Gotta see, that's a reference a lot of people will probably not get. That is from uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Oh, wow. 1986. Wow. Yeah. They keep going around and around in the circle because they're not used to... Roundabouts? Exactly, because <laughs> they're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know all the lanes to get off and on, so they right. keep seeing the same two. <laughs> Parliament and Big Ben. <laughs> the, the entire time. <laughs> Big Ben, Those... we know. Parliament. <laughs> Those, some of the like big roundabouts in major cities, that's... It looked a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Because there's like six lanes of them going on it. That's... Yeah, that's that's a little confusing. We only saw like two or three lanes in Scotland, even in Edinburgh and, and Glasgow, but um, some of them were so small, it was hard to tell it was an actual roundabout. Like, it would just have... A circle painted in the middle instead of like an actual, you know, like 
uh, I don't know what you call it, concrete thing. Thanks, thanks for your help. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> We've gotten into how big Lake Superior is before. Yes, we have. Holding 10% of the entire world's available fresh water. It is. That is nuts. The I've lake... never seen it either. I've only, only seen yeah. two. I am unsure. Maybe as a kid. Certainly not as an adult when I would remember it. The lake is 350 miles, 563 kilometers, by 160 miles, 257 kilometers, yeah, with 1,826 miles of shoreline. That would be pretty close to the it's east ridiculous. coast. Yeah, all in its, all on its own, right, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe. Extrapolated. I'm, not, I'm actually not sure how. The west coast is shorter than the east i would think because you have all maine to florida whereas you just have like washington to california if you're just talking in the u.s so uh, that'd be interesting i don't know how much shoreline is on what side i'm gonna guess maybe uh, around 2,000 miles i would guess i would think it's at least 1500 yeah i think it's probably more i think you put the plus minus at like like 1800 miles of shoreline I would say plus or minus six to eight (laughs) hundred. Cover all our bases there. Um, The lake holds 2,900 cubic miles of water, (laughs) which is wild. And the the thing, too, is, I mean, the Great Lakes are also fucking deep. Mm -hmm. I mean, parts Mm -hmm. of it are just freaking, like, bottomless almost. So... Or three quadrillion gallons. Yeah, I mean they, that is a three followed by twelve zeros. If you just drop somebody off at, at any of the Great Lakes and just told them it was an ocean, they'd believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the scale of it, like people just, it looks like an ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is enough water in the lake to flood all of North and South America to a depth of one foot or 0.3 meters. That is That's a lot. bizarre. Wow. Yeah, the entire earth. No, just North and South America. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's not the entire <laughs> earth, just to clarify. You're cutting out all five continents, sir. That have way more population than those two continents. Yeah. As we get later in the year, the lake wakes up and more consistently produces sizable waves, some 30 feet high. The photo below was taken by me, by me near Marquette, Michigan in October of 2023 on a day that, for the time of year, the lake was considered relatively calm. This was also in a bay where the water is not as rough as it is out on the open water. I took this photo while standing on a cliff of sorts in a public park. You can see it breaking there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole's a great photographer. Yes. And just, it looks, it just looks endless. Yes. But, mm-hmm. And it looks like a sea, mm-hmm. you know, like you associate waves with the ocean. Yeah, but, crashing into, <laughs> yeah. crashing into like a rocks, like a cliffside. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Commercial shipping on the Great Lakes technically began in the 17th century, though the taconite, limestone, coal, and cement that freighters typically haul today is not what they were hauling back then. <coughs> Excuse me. In August of 1679, Le Griffin set sail from Cayuga Island on the Niagara River for a location near modern-day Green Bay, Wisconsin. You've been there. Yes, I have. Being the first vessel that was not a canoe to travel across Lake Erie, Lake Huron, and Lake Michigan. That's, that's actually quite an accomplishment It is. In the, in the 1600s? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The first vessel that was not a canoe, yeah. 
on board was a was famed French explorer and fur trader, all those uh, all those French fur traders, Robert LaSalle. The French crew traded with local tribes for a load of furs, and LaSalle and a few others left the ship when it departed to head back east towards Niagara, carrying the furs and six crew. Le Griffin was never seen again, nor, nor was her crew, and she's considered the holy grail <laughs> of Great Lakes shipwrecks. Oh, oh, Nicole's going to tell the story I just told, but much better. Okay, <laughs> okay. very nice. People are frequently convinced that they've found her. Okay. <laughs> I'll see a preview of a local news article that says, Team believes they've found. Yeah, like and the, until. Sounds like the Goonies. <laughs> until I click to see the rest of the title, I know that the rest of the sentence is either going to be the Griffin or Jimmy Hoffa. Yes. <laughs> that, she told it much better than I did, obviously. Um, what, is, so, what was in the Goonies? I've never seen the Goonies. No, I, I was kind of joking about that. They do find the pirate ship that, in the Goonies. That there's this lore that it crashed and it had all this money and jewels on it, which they needed to save their house because they were going to get foreclosed on. Okay. So is the so, Goonies? So it's, a, so it's about the mid '80s. So wait, is <laughs> here's I've never seen the Goonies. Here is what, just from con- context clues, I think it might be about or like. I think it's about children. It is. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Who basically, I feel like it's kind of like Stand By Me, except they're not looking for a dead body. Well, I mean, and guess, it's funny guess, instead of... Depressing de- Yeah, sad. Like, kind of sad. <laughs> so, yes, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's funny I've, Stand I've, By I've, Me. <laughs> I would have never made those comparisons, but yes. In an alternate universe... It's less depressing Stand By Me. In an alternate universe, yes. Uh, stand by me would be less depressing and more funny. No, no, Goonies would be. <laughs> that's, no, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it became the Goonies in an alternate. Universe. Oh, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I like how you put that together. Though. It's it's a bunch of kids going on an adventure to find something. Correct. Which is what they did in Stand by Me. It's just they were looking for a well, dead kid. But in the Goonies, they had to avoid like they had to get through traps that could kill them too. Oh, so it it yeah. is a little more serious. Yeah. Was it a comedy? Goonies? It's funny. Yeah, well, we'll go like see it at some kids. point. I'll make go it. see it? Where are we going to go see it? I don't know. They said <laughs> the that they said they, they did at the theater. They did say because of its uh, <clears throat> MGM's 100th anniversary or something like oh, that, we're going to start oh. re-releasing films in the theaters. Just well, to, give people the experience of seeing it right, in a theater. Yeah. Plus, theaters want people to come and sure. see films no matter what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. So if they did re-release it to the theater, damn mm-hmm. straight I'm going. All they really have to do if they want theaters to continue to be big is have Taylor Swift continually tour <laughs> and the, release on, her. On all the screens. Yeah, all exactly. the time. Anyway. <clears throat> Apologies, Nicole, as always. I butchered her story, and then we got to start talking about the Goonies and, and Taylor Stand Swift By Me. Involved. Okay. All right. After the disappearance and presumed loss of Le Griffin... It would be nearly another century before another non-native ship crossed the Great Lakes along the same route. If we do ever find the Griffin, she was a wooden ship but did have metal parts and cannons that could still exist, it would be the biggest story since we located the Edmund Fitzgerald. The Fitz was found just four days after her sinking. Hmm. There are multiple books dedicated to examining known shipwrecks as candidates for being the Griffin, and it's likely never going to be possible to know if we found her or not. Yeah, that's hundreds of years ago. It's not like you have a picture from when it was sailing. And the only thing you would have to go on would be 
somehow finding a skull and doing some DNA kind of stuff. So other, I guess. I mean, but then where would... We, and it could be miles and miles away from the actual in other, site. In other words, <clears throat> never finding it. Yeah. Well, Nicole says, I do think we found her, and I think what was left of her was destroyed by weather in the 1940s, but she's not the subject of this episode, so I'll leave it there. And if you want to know more, there's truly no end of resources out there. So the SS Matafa. I th- I think I'm pronouncing it right. It kind of... Anyway. The SS Matafa was built in 1899 by the Cleveland Shipbuilding Company, which has been responsible for some of the most famous vessels on the Great Lakes. I was just going to say, we've mentioned them in at least an episode or two before. You have better memory than I do. I don't remember that. Under the Cleveland name and later as the American Shipbuilding Company, the company built several well-known ships. Well, again, you remember better than I did. In addition to the Matafa, they built the Paul R. Trecurtha, my guess, the 1,030... That sounded really complicated. It's T-R-E-Q-U-R-T-H-A. That's a lot of letters. (laughs) Too many many consonants. So so many letters. The 1,013-foot-long Queen of the Lakes, or the longest freighter on these waters, as well as four of the other 12 freighters at or exceeding 1,000 feet in length. They also built the Arthur M. Anderson, who became famous for being Edmund Fitzgerald's companion on her last voyage. I thought that sounded familiar. And who returned out into the gale from the safety of Whitefish Bay to lead the search. This shipbuilding company also built the Carl D. Bradley, who, along with the Edmund Fitzgerald and Daniel J. Morrill, that's another name I recognize, Mm. made up a trio of shipwrecks that together brought forth much positive change in safety and maintenance within the industry. They sank in three different lakes. Oh, that's interesting. The Bradley in Lake Michigan, the Morell in Lake Huron, and the Fitzgerald in Lake Superior over a period of 17 years. And the three are very closely associated with one another, with many Michigan artists doing paintings depicting the three side by side. Hmm. I had written scripts for all three of these wrecks when I was planning to do my own podcast, and as Rachel already covered the Fitzgerald, and I wrote an all bad, an all bad things script for the Morell. That's why I... Recognize it. I'll probably also locate my script on the Bradley and send it over. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, if David and Rachel want it and my feelings will not be hurt if you don't. What do you think? <laughs> Come on, Nicole. You know the answer to that. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. We don't want your scripts. Of course we do. Silly, silly. All right. The Matafa was 430 feet or 130 meters long and Jeez. was rated at 4,840 GRT gross registered tons. She was originally launched at as the USS Pennsylvania, but upon being purchased by the Minnesota Steamship Company, she was renamed the SS Matafa. As was common of the time, she had numerous incidents, <laughs> including running aground in Lake Superior, striking a rock in the Straits of Mackinac, and showing up to her destination while taking on water and running aground another time near the Sioux Locks. Yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> who hasn't run aground? Whatever. <laughs> Got the passengers there, then they're here, right? So what does it matter if it's sinking? <laughs> I love I love how you're your uh, Lake Superior <laughs> captain is from Joyzy. Jo- well, he very easily could be. He could be. Because the, because the Atlantic Ocean into the St. Lawrence River is the largest estuary. There you go. Took the St. Lawrence River all the way. Yeah, so yeah what yeah. you gonna do? <laughs> the here, right? Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that in your mind, 
all captains are like. <laughs> I'm from South Jersey. <laughs> I'm mobsters. What do you want well, from me? I think you kind of have to be <laughs> a little bit. Have to have that mentality anyway. <sighs> Um, so picking up the area just north of the Sioux Locks is one of the most common places for groundings to take place even today. Hmm. So the storm. Ooh, storm. What? I was just, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was looking like we might have. Like, we did a little bit yeah. here, here, here. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. This is how the sausage gets made, folks. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> All right. Editing so. is for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Editing is for people without ADHD. Answer that. So the storm. On the afternoon of November 27, 1905, the Matafa departed Duluth, Minnesota as a tow for the barge James Na- Na- Nasmith. I was going to say Naismith, Naismith? but that's yeah. the guy who invented basketball. It is, yeah. And it's Nasmith. N-A-S-M-Y-T-H. He, he might have a ship name after him, too. <laughs> I mean. I, it's not spelled the same. Um, while also carrying a load of iron ore. Upon reaching the Apostle Islands, a national lakeshore in Wisconsin, another place that I have been and that I endorse, hmm, they encountered a gale, which they fought for several hours before Captain Humble, oh, that's a name, of the Matafa decided to turn around and attempt to reach Two Harbors, Minnesota. This is about 130 miles by car, but it would be more of a straight shot across crossing the lake. They reached two harbors after another five hours, but due to the lack of light at the harbor, the ship was unable to enter the harbor, so they turned back towards Duluth, southwest of two harbors. At Duluth, Captain Humble cut the barge they were towing loose, as it would be too dangerous to try to get through the canal into the harbor with both vessels. I remember that this podcast, doing this podcast is what um, taught me about towing barges. I didn't know that was a thing. The surging waves forced her prow underwater and then slammed the stern up against one of the piers. The prow of a ship is essentially the bow or front part of the ship, but a prow specifically refers to the part of the bow that's above the waterline and often includes ornamental carvings or figureheads. Is that what they break the bottle against or is that the side of the boat, the hull? Uh, I thought that was, well, either way. It happens. (laughs) <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Sometimes they just accidentally hit the, the, the prow. I guess so. As the ship was rammed into the bottom and against the pier, she lost her rudder and the ship grounded outside of the north pier. After ramming against the south pier, the ship broke in half. Oh my god. So it's just like getting bashed against this pier, leaving some of the crew in the front portion of the ship and the rest in the rear. The nine crew in the stern half were dead from exposure before the U.S. Life Saving Service, which would become the... Uh, I'm guessing the Coast Guard. Yeah, this, yeah. a decade later, yeah. <clears throat> came to rescue them. Oh, was, Nicole, here was a mention of say, the Coast Guard. Tell your friend. I was, I was almost going to say maybe the Navy, but they would already have been established yes, by then. Yes, the Navy has been so, long yes. established. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so the U.S. Life Saving Service came to rescue them. Initially, 12 men had been in the stern portion, but three managed to crawl to the front portion and survived with the other 12 huddled in the bow. That's terrifying. It was not until the next day that the 15 survivors were taken to Duluth in a small rescue boat. Some of the dead were, oh, so encased in ice that they had to be chopped out in order to be removed from the Matafa. Jeez. 
Well, I mean, they're for sure preserved, though. I guess, yeah. Because this all happened within sight of shore, the citizens of Duluth lined up to see the Matafa and to witness the rescue of the survivors. There were approximately 53,000 people living in Duluth in 1905. Today is home to roughly 87,000 people. Much of the city is in very close proximity to the lake. I was most recently there in 2022, and while my hotel felt nowhere near Lake Superior, I could still hear the salutes from the freighters as they entered the harbor, which, if you're a boat nerd like me, never gets old. Below, oh, the remains of the Matafa. Oh, wow, that thing is just mangled. Yikes. Shockingly, this photo is not the last folks would see of the Matafa. She wound up being refloated and repaired to make seaworthy what? again. Wow. How? I somebody don't... somebody does that with well, you like see, that, of course. <laughs> they they invented super glue around this time. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, We're I mean, gonna I test guess, this out. Well, I guess yeah, I'm like I guess I wasn't also thinking at the time. At the time, like you're not gonna go and gather all those resources again you're gonna try to fix what's repair what you have yeah Yeah. that's true because if it's one thing if a boat is wrecked and sunk because you're not getting that back right no but if you've recovered which they recovered it i mean i guess yeah yeah i guess that's a picture of a recovered vessel they did and at some point it had to go into dry dock right to fix because they had to fix it out of the water i would imagine I can't imagine looking at that thing and being like, yeah, yeah can fix it. Put it back this together. Is fixable. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, yeah, right. <clears throat> That's wild. And then, so it was not long before she was back out on the Great Lakes. Just three. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Like, what? It is. It is. If you can see, well, we'll have to post this yeah. picture uh-huh. so people can see, like, yeah, that thing. Which I think it's, it's wreckage. A, which I think it's appropriate to call it in that a, state, a thing, like yeah. a thing. Th- this thing, like, was put back together and like uh, out o- you go, o- off you go. <laughs> like, like Simon, Simon Cowell, like his great grandfather works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> off you go, off you go. Just three years after her original wreck, she was involved in a collision with a ship called the SS Sacramento, during which the Sacramento sank. It would have been better if, like, if like this was part of the the, the lore of uh, of uh, the SS Minnow from uh, Oh <laughs> Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that was in like the South Pacific or something. Either way, you could have fit it in somehow. <laughs> Here's a plot twist to Gilligan's Island. They were in Lake Superior yes, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> in a rare tropical environment on Lake Superior. Yeah, it's so damn big. There probably is like some like the some underworld like in the Godzilla universe where <laughs> it exists in there. Uh, this accident also took place in Duluth Harbor. In 1914, she rammed another pier. Oh my God! This this boat's just like Stop beg- hit- begging Stop to hitting die. Yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> she did play a less dramatic role in several other incidents rescuing the crew of another ship after it caught fire and sank in Lake Huron in 1910. And in 1912, she rescued 18 people from a sinking ship in Lake St. Clair, just south of Lake Huron, and also rescued the crew of a barge in Lake Erie in 1918. That's This boat has had a wild life. In 
1946, she was converted from a bulk carrier to a car carrier and stayed in service another 18 years when she was sold, sent to Europe, and was scrapped in West Germany in 1965, 60 years after she wrecked in Duluth. West Germany. Yeah, because it's 1965. Conclusion. The 1905 storm involved damage of some kind to 20 vessels in Lake Superior and northern Lake Huron, 15 steamers, 4 barges, and 1 scow. I assume that the scow was a sailing scow and not a sweep scow, like the one used on the Colorado River by Glenn and Bessie Hyde, because sailing scows make much more sense on a lake. 36 people died in these wrecks, and the loss to the shipping industry was estimated to be over $3.5 million in 1905 dollars. Wow, like that's... Hundreds of millions, probably. That's that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. And uh, despite a large number of vessels damaged or destroyed, the storm is known as the Matafa Storm, or less commonly the Matafa Blow, since the Matafa wreck and subsequent rescue happened in full view of thousands of people. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. According to author William Radigan, the Duluth Cigar Company found a way to profit on this, Ooh. Making cigars named after the Matafa, which had a photo of the wreck. That is so morbid. On a less morbid note, okay. <laughs> the 1905 Matafa storm led to an appeal to Congress to build a lighthouse on this part of the Lake Superior coast. And in 1910, the Split Rock Lighthouse was built was completed in two harbors where the Matafa and her tow initially attempted to seek shelter, but could not due to the darkness. Since 1905, the invention of radar, electronic communications, and more accurate weather forecasting has made traveling on the Great Lakes much safer. While it is not uncommon for people to find trouble on small personal craft, a freighter has not sunk on the Great Lakes since the Edmund Fitzgerald in 1975. That's awesome. That's pretty remarkable. Well, Well, improvements in technology and everything. That's true. But I mean, wow. All that was very interesting. Yeah, that was the story of the SS Matafa by Nicole. Very nice. Thank you, Nicole. Yes. That was great. I still think that Nicole should consider doing a Great Lakes Rex podcast. Oh, for for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be great. I mean, there's no shortage of them. Just like we're not going to have... Of Great Lakes podcasts? Well, no. (laughs) Podcasts, I know. No, disasters. (laughs) I was kidding. Oh, yes. uh, Gotcha. But, um... Well, like our, there's no shortage of disasters that we get to cover, and we right. have, we have a much broader spectrum than just Great Lakes. Right, but you could get that niche in it, yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, that was really interesting. I had never heard of it. Mm-mm. And uh, like the story that you had started to tell, and then that she. And... <laughs> I know we're hive minding at this point. I right? think we're all um, because how many times have we done a listener script and one of us will say something and then the person writing the script will say it or get to it it's just more like it happens more often than it probably should it's like you guys know us you you really do at this point well this is episode 340 my 340 we are once we hit 365 we will have enough episodes you could listen to one a day for an entire year (laughs) maybe that'll be the capitalism episode i'm kidding (laughs) that's yeah that's nuts I mean, you could probably listen to us for, like, start to finish, what, like, for, like, a month Oh, my God. How many hours? Well, it's probably close to, yeah. like, 340 hours-ish. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hmm. 
<sighs> well, and another one's down. Yes. Well, I mean, thank you very much once again, Nicole. Um, and thank you again for, I mean, this was a script suggested by Kaylin. And Diane. And Diane. Well, Diane right. mentioned it. And yes. That, that um, made Nicole think of it. Yes. And uh, that was the uh, the Matafa? SS Matafa. The SS Matafa. Mm-hmm. I think that's correct. It looks like it, right? Sure. Hopefully. <laughs> this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We will see you next week.